with Jesus. Glory, hallelujah, with a woo-woo and a wah-wah-wah. There's glory in my soul. This is Hoot and Holler, a podcast about the Ozarks. Welcome, everybody. We're all four on here today. This is exciting. Let's do this. I have not heard a fourth person. <laughs> and you won't if <laughs> if I ever hear that again. <clears throat> it's the new it's the new show intro. <laughs> I love it personally. Voice of an angel. Is it not is that not the Marin thing? He's gonna sue us for trademarking. You gonna start saying what's up, what's up, Hooters? I Hoot do need to mark Marin. If you're listening to this and you have not reached out to me, a comedian, to be you on your retired. show. That's pretty. <laughs> you announced your okay. retirement. <laughs> <laughs> he heard I that, well, and he's going to reach out. No, uh, no, I announced that I was a failed comedian. That does not mean that I retired. <laughs> I don't approve of his show because he says, pow, I just shit my pants. During his coffee ads, not the kind of humor I enjoy. And are you in for a a, a bumpy week back? <laughs> Why do you have lots of pants shooting stories? God damn it! I'm logging off. <laughs> Who shit their pants? Of us don't want to be here. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm very happy. To be here with everybody. I've been looking forward to this all day. <laughs> I just want to make other people who maybe don't want to be here feel bad. <laughs> I think the, the listeners are responding the same way. I don't even want to be listening to this, but they're, they still are. No, on. because we're very cool and popular and people like our podcast. So no, I, don't I do. I have to ask um, you guys, do I have a squeaky voice? <laughs> no. I don't have a squeaky voice. You Did probably DM you. <laughs> you probably wouldn't sound squeaky when you were asking the question. It'll probably come out later when you're just oh. talking. A man came into the bank and said, "I love your voice. It's so squeaky." I mean, first of all, fuck him. That's a, that's a, that's a very rude thing. Why would there's no there's never been a oh hey what a nice wonderful squeaky voice that woman has <laughs> that that's. Don't come, try, don't come to my job trying to neg me. Who's the lady in Rescue Ranger? She had a squeaky voice, and that was good. Gidget, yeah. Gadget, whatever name. Wait, wasn't that um the French lady? I'll skip it. Cut zone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, everything that I'm wrong about, um, I want that to be the cut zone. It's like uh, being on the record. You can just call it whenever. It's totally fine. I know a lot about journalism. I want every time my voice squeaks to be in the cut zone. Well, you're fine. It doesn't squeak, I promise. You guys are lucky that I edit out the farts and burps. <laughs> Don't get too <laughs> cocky now. <laughs> <clears throat> I mean, my farts and burps, of course. <laughs> yeah, I mean, famously, nobody else on this podcast has ever farted or burped. Um we haven't had whole episodes about it, so no, I appreciate I appreciate you really taking the bullet for us there, buddy. I've never done either on the podcast. <laughs> Here's the thing. That's actually probably the truth. That is true. <laughs> Must be nice. Just rub it in, yeah. why don't you? Yeah. I have a statement I want to read at the beginning. <laughs> okay. One month ago, I was suspended from Hoot and Holler, a podcast about the Ozarks, for 30 days for saying, I couldn't change Mary Elizabeth Coleman, and I wouldn't want to. I would let her change me back into a warrior for Christ that God created. I have spent the, the past month in deep reflection, in a completely zen state, untouched by the outside world, purifying myself mentally, physically, and spiritually. I have been reading the great works of literature, Virginia Woolf's Mrs. Dalloway, Alex Smith's Seasons Quartet, and Mike Lindell's What Are the Odds from Crack Attic to CEO. In the past month, only four pieces of news have pierced my bubble. One, did Angela Romine win her primary against lying Lincoln Huff? And here, just insert an audio version of the gif of her shaking her head no at 
the gas pump. <laughs> <laughs> Need some kind of yeah, yeah, just no. Anyway, okay. Second, Breitbart has produced a biographical film based on the life of Hunter Biden, starring the woman who would have had a Disney show, but instead decided it was more important to tweet, tweet transphobic shit and doom her career to star in films directed by the star of Showgirls, Robert Davi, about Hunter, how Hunter Biden is cool. A film that will only convince a larger portion of the conservative audience, who will be the exclusive audience for the film, to look up the real videos of Hunter showing off his huge hog and holding guns and conclude that Hunter could get it. Third, Mike Pillow temporarily lost in Milwaukee Sheriff. News that Harvey and Taylor both relayed to me in quick succession, only to have Pat take away this brief, small moment of joy from my life by reminding us that Mike Lindell is our heir of P.T. Barnum, a clownish huckster who will do anything for attention. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry to <laughs> dispel the illusion for you. Yeah, I was, <laughs> was not pleased to hear that. I was so happy for a brief moment. Anyway, finally. <laughs> the haters and clowns of the internet have done a George Orwell's 1984 to Sidney Sweeney. What happened exactly, I do not know, and I do not care. Men would never attack a heartthrob like Harry Styles, so it's only fair to return the favor. Could I change what? her? No, and I wouldn't want to. Sid, turn me into a Trump boat, boat prater. And you've been suspended for... 30 days again. <laughs> uh, you did a no growth. <laughs> Absolutely. My therapist told me, I know you have a tendency to go down dark rabbit holes with politics, but that doesn't seem to be something that you do much anymore, which is an in th- insane thing to say because I just told her that I that I went to that Greitens rally and then I explained Brian Seitz to her for a long time. But with that said, you paid to explain Brian. Yes, no, I know. <laughs> okay, okay. Okay, with that said, please, please, please pump poison back directly into my brain. I don't know what I've been missing. Please put it back. I, I don't want enlightenment anymore. <laughs> I'm done. Mm. Very good. I don't even know what to say. Welcome back. I, uh, <laughs> yeah, well, welcome back. <laughs> and welcome thank back. you for that. That Hunter movie comes out on Wednesday. It does. So right. I think they'll have it at Branson Meadows. <laughs> it's going direct to Breitbart, right? Oh, is it? Yeah, I'm, I'm assuming. I guess it's everything streaming pay. now. No. I pay for a Breitbart subscription. No, we're going to have cam girl ads popping up on the illegal site we're streaming it from. <laughs> Hell yeah, that sounds like... We get to, we get to make fun of uh, Ben Shapiro, and we get to see some maybe partially covered titties. I'm in for it. That sounds fantastic. I just hope it's not my computer gets the virus, because I definitely don't have antivirus on this thing. I've got a burner computer just for... <laughs> watching shitty Daily what? Wire and Breitbart movies for watching what other kind of pop up thumb- thumbnails. <laughs> <laughs> hey, don't worry about what else I watch on. There. <laughs> Here's the thing: is I, I'm not worried about it being like a weird sex thing. I'm just worried that that's where you're watching like extra Bill Maher stand up because you don't want us to find out about okay, it. Okay, I'm. Uh, so he's he was off last week, and so right before we recorded, I was watching his. <laughs> video podcast club random and it was him interviewing jay leno that's that's what i've that's what i've you, come back to this you, is, I'm you still just couldn't this way. get enough you just couldn't get enough <laughs> right back to where i was mrs dalloway no thank you i i missed i miss bill riffin he's still doing jokes about amber heard poop wow that's incredible still uh, you know here we are in September, it's definitely still the still something that we should be talking about as Amber Heard and her poop, allegedly. Allegedly. Anyway, what's going on? Man, Joshua. <laughs> it's there there's I feel like there's been a lot of dumb things that have happened, but also since you weren't on here, I would see dumb things happen. I'd be like, oh, man, Josh isn't here to talk about this with. It's and probably you know, just like the, and it's just like the usual, like horrifying, like, you know, if we had a mass shooting, 
at one point. Um, you know, just, you know, bad shit. Uh, Brendan Fraser, he's back. Not a bad way, but just, you know, he's, he's back in the movies. He's back in a good way. Yeah, he's back in a good way. Are they doing a relaunch of George the Jungle? Oh, I, I wish. wish. No, they're putting in Sino <laughs> Man in an Aronofsky movie. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I'll believe it when I see it. Come back, my ass. You got to have been somewhere to begin with. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay, no, whoa <laughs> I thought you were going to say that this legend never left. Excuse me. <laughs> Patrick. Wait, are you? Are... Wait, you. <laughs> Someone's salty tonight. The mummy. About George of the Jungle. I'm sure he was in other movies, but yeah, exactly. Now that now that we're listing them, I'm like, (laughs) Jungle to Jungle. Better movie pound for pound. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Better movie pound for pound than George of the Jungle. What are you talking? No, this is the second time this podcast has had a fight over fucking George of the Jungle. (laughs) You can't compare those two movies just because they both have jungle in the name. They're both about people raised in the jungle who come to modern America. They're both about lost white boys who come to modern America. Okay, fine. Yeah, I mean, it's very apt. He loves to be a man out of time and place. Blast from the past, Encino Man, George of the Jungle. I do like Encino Man, I'm not going to lie. But that's, you know... Does your is your Twitter feed not curated in such a way that you see the entire internet in love with Brendan Fraser at this moment and you're willing yeah, to go are, against what are you it's fine. everyone? It's because you know what it is, it's because a girl that I had a crush on once said I looked like Brendan Fraser and I've been salty about it since because I don't think he's attractive. <laughs> he's a queen. He what was in scrubs, he was hot in scrubs. Okay, you're suspended. Patrick. 30 days. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We are no longer afraid to hand out suspensions on this show. (laughs) It's fine. I I asked people going to try to get suspended on purpose. That's right. I'm going to flip off the ref from the penalty box. Like, (laughs) God damn it! (laughs) Josh was. Were there? uh, Oh, was there any? Has there been any January six news that we haven't heard about? I completely stopped paying attention to it. I just told you all of the news I know. Okay, yeah, that's true. You did. I'm so sorry. (laughs) Well, I mean, there was the whole settled down. There was the whole Trump uh, getting raided. Oh my god! Yeah, let's. (laughs) That's Josh is finally on his media embargo. Um, Yeah, so Donald Trump uh, got raided. Josh was here for that part. Um, he missed oh. Trump, Trump losing his passports, the documents uh, being found, yada yada. Uh, there's a fairly recent, uh, like uh, epistemological break on on amongst American liberals, maybe like more significant than usual. <laughs> How so? There's just like been a bunch of fucking misinfo and crackpot shit going around like uh uh, uh ivana's casket being full of nukes and sh- or do- documents what? and stuff <laughs> like that he buried all the documents with yeah her? yeah and then uh <laughs> let's see like mtg gonna, the pod save guys are gonna up. are gonna grave rob <laughs> There was that <laughs> viral thing going around the uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene audition for American Idol, which was not her. Uh, there was, god damn, what was another they, big they one? They have some around? real weird stuff in their head with her, Bobert. You know, they will believe anything. Literally like they believe anything. They that thing that, that she had done sex work for Ted Cruz. They were running with that yeah. for a while based on just some guy making a website classic stuff good definitely good sign uh <laughs> there's some wacky this stuff easily going dupable. On. which i mean i could i've got a little bit of news for you in that uh a very important thinker in missouri politics wrote his second <laughs> most important thread of all time. <laughs> Are you guys ready for some game theory? 
centering myself. Does anyone else have off the top of off the off the dome your most important thread and possibly your second most important thread? I think my most important thread was when uh, I reviewed body suits. Um, well, then I would on, say on Twitter. Your second was when you compared uh, signs to springy jeans sweaters. Oh man, that was a banger. That was a banger for sure. Your second most important thread. That was pretty good. Okay, uh, we are. I am, of course, talking about Eric Garland, who uh, his most important thread. Uh, as uh, I believe editor in chief of Mother Jones, Claire Jeffries said was a <laughs> modern Federalist Papers, Federalist papers. <laughs> <laughs> all about okay. r- Russian collusion in the 2016 election. <sighs> I mean, she's someone who has given Ben Dreyfus a job. <laughs> ben Dreyfus, a man who said after his brother said Kevin Spacey had like done came on to him in a weird, like, creepy grope way, flew, I believe, to Europe to try to seduce Kevin Spacey to see if it was true. What? Well, that's fucking wild. Weird what? Guy. That's a weird guy. Yeah, I mean, guy. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I believe that it happened. I'm just, I, I mean, I'm just like a human being, just like watching the, I, that's insane. That's, I don't, that's, that's terrifying. I don't know that it happened, but he claims it happened. Anyway, it would be even weirder if he was lying about it. <laughs> That's <laughs> deranged. Well, uh, Mr. Garland here, a uh, what does he describe himself as? Like he's private intelligence guy. Oh, geopolitical analyst, advisor to governments and corporations for twenty plus years, host of the Game Theory Today podcast. <laughs> Live updates here as history unfolds with 315,000 followers on Twitter uh, based in St. Louis and blasting out this thread, which the thread part, like where up to where he says end, is not wrong or bad. (laughs) It's just interesting. It's like 20. I mean, it's bad. It's like poorly written. I hate the way the guy writes. Like, listen to this. Quote, Missouri's state government was likely warned even before this, and yet nothing was done to stop violations of the 13th Amendment against slavery, ratified in December 1865. (laughs) Just the most fucking annoying, uh, annoying guy. But uh, he's writing about, there was a, there was like a DOJ press release, I believe like last week, detailing uh, some of the stuff that that's on their radar about agape including um, some reports that were made to the national you know trafficking hotline and so my only problem with this like beginning of this thread is that like the source isn't particularly reliable though it is like a it is and it's a government source and that's or it's a public private partnership and that's the national trafficking hotline which is run by polaris which is a nonprofit org uh tied deeply into like federal law enforcement that has been uh accused at by numbers of groups of inflating trafficking numbers and over or understating the age at which children begin to be trafficked etc on average etc etc like just trying to make this basically making the situation seem a very bad situation, making it seem worse in order to juice their funding and uh, mission, you know? So that's the one grain of salt out of this is that this whole thread, this whole part of the thread is based on cops who lie (laughs) and this group who's been documented, like cooking the books on numbers. Um, and they're also, you know, a lot of sex work groups accuse this group of being, uh, you know, like carceral and anti-sex worker because they essentially define any sex work, consensual or not, as being trafficked, which is not a useful definition. It's problematic. Yeah. <laughs> That's not a useful definition, and it criminalizes people 
you know, who are who are often very vulnerable, and it's it's not doing them any good. It's it's making their lives worse while you know juicing again their own numbers for funding and uh, credibility with the press and with law enforcement. That's my main complaint with the front end of this. Though everything that I've read, documented out of Agape, all of that tracks with what they accuse here, which is that uh, that kids were like forcibly shipped in by law enforcement to this camp to this boarding school and that they were forced to do labor without pay and that there was physical abuse and sexual abuse and psychological abuse if they didn't go along with it and uh spouses another complaint that garland gets into here is like a spouse of one of the employees and the spouse was like pressed into servitude as well was not being paid was being forced to do work on threat of her husband being fired from his job and then they'd be homeless you know without jobs etc so basically they're both working there for one salary um all that shit tracks with the reporting out of this place with the claims by former students and like it's fucked up where it goes on and and he's right and like some of the stuff in here is like right like he's uh, you know like the state is fuck f- fucking letting this happen <laughs> has let this happen has let it fly under the radar for whatever and uh you know and talk about the cops like at least one local cop like one cedar county sheriff uh or whatever county that is up there in stockton uh being involved and like you know covering up runaways and bringing them back and all that shit bad stuff documented well elsewhere this part of the thread is largely accurate written in an annoying style and has some kind of like uh some insinuation in in it without like going cuckoo but then he's like starts this coda to it where he just like oh this is the end of the thread but then like here i am 15 minutes later pumping out another 20 buckle up (laughs) yeah it wasn't even fucking 15 minutes it was nine minutes later here comes the coda and in this it just starts to get more and more conspiratorial and a lot of starts using a lot of jargon. And he says stuff like he accuses Holly, he accuses Josh Holly of wanting to overthrow. This is quote. And now you get why Holly Moe wants to overthrow the federal government. He saw oversaw child trafficking and slavery and rape on his watch. He fears all kinds of consequences. That is not why Josh Hawley is fucking motivated to overthrow the federal government. What the fuck are you talking about? So the the first part is just him synthesizing others' reporting, and the the second yes. part is and more he, his takeaways from his like. Well, he but he also idiot uh, brain establishes his credibility in it because there's like all the screenshots of these players' reports, and it has relevant things underlined and stuff. And like, this is a serious guy who's reviewed the information, has done his homework, right? I mean, look in his bio. Very serious. I'm going to put National Security Advisor in my bio. So, I mean, this is the tweet. You finally get some fucking respect. The the tweet before this talks about how it was an open secret in... for 20 years straight in Missouri and Holly was AG for two fucking years. Like <laughs> Josh Holly is a bad guy. He may have had reports about this and a dozen other schools like it, as we've talked about fucking operating in this way and not done anything about it. That has nothing to do with why he wants nothing directly to do with why he wants to overthrow the federal government. I mean, it's ancillary to his ultimate goal of establishing a theocratic state where children are children and women are property. But you know, it's not why he fucking like held his fist up outside the Capitol. Stupid, stupid shit. And then he just starts like getting into fucking implication. Like he's implying that like Parson and Schmidt are like, a part of organized crime. Like he talks about sex trafficking, uh, largely existing, you know, like most sex trafficking happening as a, or most human trafficking, I think is the statistic happening as a result of organized crime. And that makes sense. Logistically, (laughs) like if you're trafficking anything in any volume, there has to be some sort of organization. Right. But then, then he uses that to insinuate that Schmidt and Parson and Holly at all are members of, 
of a fucking crime syndicate that's sex trafficking kids. It just gets like out of pocket quick. And then he talks about like how he exposed this at at the Capitol in a hearing. Yeah, Missouri Democrats don't call this guy to testify again. And uh, well, that's part of the problem here is that there is one that is real fucking hyped on him. but then, uh, like, a few days after that, the Children's Division Service, like, building burned down and, like, records with it and stuff. And he insinuates that that was a direct result of him, like, pulling back the curtain. I mean, just, like, deranged stuff. Like, he's, I mean, it, it's, he, he's he's a fucking clout demon, for one. And two, <laughs> this is, like, straight the, up. The greatest I mean, crime of all, by the way, is being a clout demon. <laughs> This stuff is as bad as a lot of QAnon shit and in some ways worse because it's dressed with a veneer of fucking respectability and expertise in a way that it's not like in the Matrix or whatever sounding like like someone who is not (laughs) sane. It's fucking a guy who, you know, talks with intelligence lingo, a guy who, you know, like, you know, establishes his credibility and his credibility is boosted by... A state rep, Sarah Unsicker, who has gone all in on this stuff with him. So, I don't know. Diseased shit, for sure. Yeah. It's, it's infuriating because it's a real issue that is at the the core of it. And then he just, for his own ends, to, like... <laughs> turned it into attack on his specific enemies he it, which is it, i mean that is like fucking perfect overlay from q and on like uh yeah taking an existing thing that happens child abuse sex trafficking things like of this nature overstating its prevalence despite it, it being a horrible thing that, you know, as a society, we should work to stomp out. Do not get me wrong. I do not take this shit lightly. It's just that there are people who glom onto this kind of stuff and ride it out. And it's also like, <clears throat> like Harvey and I have talked about this quite a bit, just in our like conversations about true crime, is that sex trafficking is, is becoming like the, I don't want to say, I guess the thing is, I don't want to trivialize it because it, it is like an actual thing that happens to people and it's like horrific. But like people have been so crime brain by a lot of these podcasts who are pushing these ideas of like you, Miss White Lady, are in danger of being sex trafficked at, you know, the MLK Walmart in broad daylight at, at any moment. Um, <clears throat> you see that shit on Facebook all the time, that, too. Like people. Yeah, you do. Yeah. And. I've been seeing, like, a ton of TikToks of, like, people being like, oh, you see these people that are parked down at the end of the parking lot? Um, they're just waiting for women to walk out alone so they could, uh, so they can sex traffic them. I'm like, that's just somebody like me who's getting high before they go into Target. Yeah. Or they're just, like, eating their lunch. Or they're just, like, I don't know, maybe, like, hey, I want to get my extra steps in today so I fill in my little rings on my Apple Watch. It's, like, it's irresponsible. And it also, it just kind of, detracts from the actual like problem of like sex trafficking that we have in America to decide that oh everybody who parks at the end of the parking lot at Target is a sex trafficker you know it's this very I mean it's it's completely understandable like how people get pulled into these kinds of misinformation and stuff one because shit's just thrown at you all day constantly Absolutely, most people don't you know, like most people ride on their conf- confirmation bias, uh, like don't look into these things and make sure that they're true before they share them to f- further people, etc. But also like it, it's a soothing story, right? I don't know. Like it, it wraps all of these things like this bad thing is happening. It's because these other bad guys that I hate for other reasons are also involved and it's entirely their fault. <laughs> and it's not like Absolutely. let's miss the fucking force for the trees here like eric schmidt and mike parson and josh hawley all do bear direct responsibility to some degree here and all are heinous men who 
uh, are a party to a a social or a you know political social movement that that despises children. But like we have a culture here in this state that we've built over decades that is that that we you know that we yeah. fucking hate kids. And it's not like it's it's a you know it's a societal rot it's a fucking it's a it's you know atomization of working people has been a huge part of this because they're you know the more you break apart like the kids and stuff like the more busy the parents are having to take care of every little thing in their children's lives instead of you know having community organizing etc like these are natural consequences of the fucking political and social system and economic system that we live in uh and the direct result of policies and ideologies of guys like this. But it is not, it is a, that is a wild fucking jump to be like Eric Schmidt had some goon burn down the fucking CDS building and is a uh, Sinaloa up in a, in a child's <clears throat> trafficking ring. Like <clears throat> it's very frustrating. I don't know. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. Like, because you spend so much fucking time fighting this shit and it doesn't matter because people just going to believe whatever the fuck they want to believe anyways. And then, yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's not effective because like, like the, 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 the fractured reality we all live in only benefits the right. (laughs) It only benefits like, it only benefits the worst and most vicious people. Like, contributing to it in meaningful ways is is dangerous and of no utility to us in my opinion yes <laughs> boy we're really bringing the heat tonight <laughs> <laughs> Yes, um, Joshua, please, please introduce the the uh, the segment, please, because it's it's fantastic. Okay, so uh, everything I said at the top was true, including that I have spent the last couple weeks reading a little book called "What Are the Odds from Crack Addict to CEO" by Mike Lindell. Uh, if you don't know Mike Lindell, he's the My Pillow Man. Uh, recently. Uh, I I think I missed this, but he did make Trump president again, I believe, in Springfield. (laughs) They overturned, or they fixed the election. Um, Sorry, motorcycle. (laughs) So this is a new segment called Microdosing, (laughs) where in small doses, I will tell you stories from Michael and Dell's life from this book. You'll learn about his time as a crack addict, his time as a crack addict who was counting cards, his time using crack and making pillows. His time using crack and running a bar named Smitty's. Just great stuff. This is a very, a very good book. Before um, you go any further, I need you to explain the the cover of the book. I yeah. <laughs> okay, so the cover of the book is what are these things called? Um, you own the bookstore, Holla. Holo- it's like a hologram graphic like, yeah it's like a holographic where if you turn it it's his mug shot and if you turn it again it's him just giving a big old mike lindell smile with a with a cross around his neck oh my god they should i want to see the animorphs version of that <laughs> and well that's on the back because there's a picture of little mike before he was touched by crack as a little boy a little picture <laughs> and then if you turn he was it what touched by crack <laughs> if you turn it it's Mike Lindell uh, speaking in front of Liberty University, just smiling ear to ear, holding a mic. I I have long considered the fact that I died probably probably in twenty twenty. I, I can't can't put a, like an exact date on it, and I have gone to hell, and this. And this is my punishment. I need to tell you guys up front. I don't know if it was Stockholm Syndrome reading this book (laughs) in 15 pages a day over the course of three weeks. But I like Mike Lindell. I legitimately like Mike Lindell. (laughs) 
I like what he's doing. <laughs> I like his whole thing. <laughs> this guy rocks. Do you like him in the way you look like Bill Maher? No, or do you like I like him, him way in the more. Way that you like Jessica Rabbit? Uh, not that, not, not really horny. either of those. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not horny for Mike Lindell. Yeah, uh, sorry. <laughs> I think he would be a fun hang. His stories are hilarious. He's a fun guy. He's not really mean. You know what I mean? In the way that most of the like, like kind of craven, uh, just hateful right wing figures are not really mean. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, I looked up to try to find anything he said about Hunter Biden, and he never has. So good for Mike. Listen, Mike is down bad, and he's down bad for one man. Yes, that is one Donald man. Trump <laughs> loves he- him. He doesn't like he like listen. He does not have time to chase all these other rabbits, you know, uh, in the you know Donald universe. He he loves one man, and okay. that's what he's going to focus on. And listen, I love it. Simp, what simp for Trump? Yeah. Um, I do not know. I don't know that he ever addressed his his star signs. Can I ask, um, why did you choose oh. to do 15 pages a day? Because then I would perfectly finish it in three weeks. <laughs> nice. I, <timed> it. <laughs> um, <laughs> I just need my little treat every night. I need something to live for. <laughs> um, who do you think wrote the foreword to this book? Um, I'll say this. It's a 2016 presidential candidate. Marianne Williamson. <laughs> okay, uh, Ted Cruz. No. Is it the Donald? No, of course mm-hmm. not. He can't. He can't. He can't pull that. It's it's a uh, Doctor Ben Carson. He... Okay, and oh, how was I supposed course. to remember that? <laughs> yeah, that's true. He ran in 2016. Yeah, don't you remember when Trump, uh, like Ben Carson, told a story about like. Like getting a knife and like uh, when he was like a kid, because like it's a you know like overcoming this stuff story. But Trump was on stage talking about how Ben Carson's a psychopath with a knife. <laughs> <laughs> I do remember that. I do yeah. remember that now. Great stuff. That, for one brief shining moment, Ben Carson was the front runner, and Trump had to take him out, or maybe he was like cutting into Trump's lead. <laughs> okay, so tonight we're just going to do the prologue. Um, I, I'll, I'll try to summarize stuff more than this. I'm going to read quite a bit because he's starting with a hot story. And he, he knows he's got you, the reader, in the palm of his hand. I feel like I need the at least some excerpts yeah. from Mike. I just, I just I want to get to know his... Just his writing voice. I think that's going to be an interesting journey for all of so, us. Oh, yes, yes. His metaphors, his similes, his just his way with words. I believe he wrote this book. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's such, a, that's such a good burn. He So the prologue starts in 2007 in Mexico. So he went to Mexico the previous summer, I believe. Oh, okay. This will say. He's going to look for a guy named the Greek, a Mexican guy named the Greek. Get to get cocaine once he gets there. Um, as soon as we dropped our bags, I left the hotel to track down the Greek. The others knew I wouldn't be back until I found him. The previous year, I blundered into a situation that pitted rival dealers against each other. I barely escaped with my life, but the incident turned out well for the Greek. Now in return, in return uh, he handed over a few baggies of coke, which, he'd, which was not the huge supply he'd promised. So, Mexico thinks he's going to get a ton of coke from the Greek, doesn't get that much coke. He got four little baggies, and then he goes to his hotel room, and he, he, I mean, did his coke for a few days, and then he can't find the fourth baggie, so he needs to go find coke. It's one in the morning. That's, I mean, that's, that sounds like a typical time that you would... Yeah, <laughs> you're at your resort. Uh, yeah, you know. He, he goes out, can't find a taxi. He tells us that the taxis, taxi drivers will sell him cocaine, but he can't find any. So he just wanders over and says, uh, okay, he wanders up to a guy who is casually dressed in clean cut, short, dark hair. Do you have any cocaine? I said straight out. 
<laughs> sure, sure, senor, Clean Cut said, smiling. No problem. Do you want a beer? To be polite, I, I accepted. I gave him a $100 bill, and he went to grab the beer from somewhere. What are you doing way out here, amigo? Clean Cut said. I told you, looking for some cocaine. <laughs> you don't like taxi cabs? Plenty of coca in, in taxis. I was actually looking for taxis. I couldn't find one. Where are you staying? Hmm. An uncomfortable question from a drug dealer. I lied and gave him the name of the resort down the street. Where's your wristband? We didn't get oh. the all-inclusive package, I said. <laughs> you don't like you don't you don't like police, do you? Police? What are you talking about? I pointed to my nose and the little white flax caught in my mustache. Do I look like a cop to you? <laughs> he held up his hands in a whoa motion. Okay, okay. Do you want another beer? He drinks like four beers in this in what is I don't know the time frame that he's waiting for a Coke here. Uh, but the, then the drug dealer says, Have you been here before? No, never. Another lie. Really? You look like a gringo from last year. He was with some enemies of ours. Time froze. I know it sounds like a cliche, <laughs> but some things are cliche for a reason. Remember that incident <laughs> I mentioned with a Greek? Yeah, two pages ago, Mike. With a Greek in the previous <laughs> year? It involved rival drug gangs. And that time, the Greeks game came out on, came out on top. I had never seen clean cut in my life, but I suddenly realized he must have been part of the other gang. Worse, he suspected I had been involved. My mind ran like a hamster on a wheel. A powerful. Yes. Power. Uh, so then he's, where's the coke coming from? I asked, then blurted out the name of a nearby town. The name of the town wasn't something I had known if I hadn't been there before. The three men on the bench leapt to their feet surrounding me in one motion. Eyes unsheathed, unsheathed, the mysterious object pressed against my throat. It was a machete, and its blade gleamed dully in the light from the shack. In that moment, a normal person would have begged, started begging for his life, but I was not normal. I grabbed the machete blade with both hands and looked eyes square in the face. What's the matter with you? I'm not buying this sword. I'm here to buy cocaine. <laughs> and you keep saying it's coming, but it's still not here. <laughs> I wasn't showing anger or resistance. Why are you using exclamation marks? Uh, I shoved the blade away and looked down at my hand. I noticed drops of blood. I'm not buying this sword, I said again, showing my hand. It's not even very sharp. Clean Cut's mouth fell open. You seem, you seem loco, senor. He doesn't want to sell you his machete. He wants to cut off your head. Cut off my head? My wife would be really upset if you did that. Come on, guys. You know I'm here to buy cocaine. If you've never been here before, how'd you know the name of the town? Look, I do a lot of cocaine, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I come out, I come, I'm out of coke, and I come all the way out here to buy from you guys, and this is how you treat me? Uh, then he grabs his, like, cigarettes, and his fourth missing bag of coke falls out. It was with his cigarettes the whole time. Uh, uh, I must have slipped it down inside the cigarette pack for safekeeping and forgotten about it. I had told him I was out of coke. There was not a person in the world who was going to be be out alone in the Mexican hood buying coke in the wee hours of morning if they already had a pile of it in their pocket. Uh, sorry. This is how the book opens. This is the prologue, yeah. I hadn't been afraid before, but the fear I felt now, nothing in my life even compared. I felt the blood drain from my face and chest, heading south to my re legs, which were being told by my brain, run! <laughs> All my decades of scheming and groveling to get that white powder, only to lose everything to it in the end. All that time thinking I was so smart, I would beat the odds. But now the game was over. The house had won. I was going to die right here on this dark, deserted street. A small news item in the news. A small item in the news. American tour goes missing in Mexico. End of prologue. Did he die in Mexico? We won't find out until part three. We don't find out if he if he dies until Yeah, part we don't three. find out if we don't find out if we take that machete and chop off his head. His wife is really angry about it. Uh, how yeah. much in your opinion, how much of what he says is true and how much is a bullshitter's He's he's a bullshitter. Bullshit. The, I would say <laughs> He was in Mexico and he bought cocaine. Or he was in Mexico. He bought, went to buy cocaine and 
the guys screwed him on the deal. That's about it. Yeah, no, I think he's a sucker who's been taken advantage of in a lot of coke deals um, in his life, and so he probably, using a lot of stereotypes he knows about Mexicans, put them all together into this one story to, to get us on the edge of our seats for the rest of this book. Which is... They were probably... They I'm were probably invested. Staying, you know, like, ten minutes outside of the center of Cancun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. The, the, the book is in three different books. The first one is called Cocaine. The second one is <laughs> called Crack. The oh. third one is called Jesus. Which, oh. I'm very worried reading this that we were going to get to the redemption a bit too quickly and we weren't, weren't going to get like a bunch of embellished wild stories. No, we don't really get to Jesus until like the last 40 pages. And once we get to Jesus, he does not become more sane. Like he's, he's still a maniac. <laughs> Just a different kind of a, uh, addiction. He's A2J at that point. Why but. isn't the third act called CEO? Look, I believe he also edited this book himself. I don't think there were a lot of uh, other people. You know what I notes. love about Mike Lindell is that he said, I'm going to write a book. I'm going to make sure people know that I wrote it and edited it. And I am going to make myself sound as badass and good as I can. I don't care about the truth. I will say, you do just love to see somebody just be completely unhinged with their just PR and just their their media literacy. I love it. I... I hope that he stays in in a main character for many years because I think he's a once in a lifetime prank. Personally, we Can love a pranks. character. We love a character. Yeah. And who yeah. like who? If I was writing a story about my life, why would I make it? I wouldn't make myself seem like a boring loser. <laughs> exactly. I would leave. Yeah. There. Like, there's a yeah. lot that I would leave out. For sure. I'd make myself seem like a fucking badass. Yeah. Yeah. And he does. He is cool, and everyone loves them. And he does crimes and he counts cards. And the one he's, my he's main just prob- like me. <laughs> <laughs> for real, for real. The, my one problem with this book is it's sexless. You know? Like uh I can he, I personally cannot believe that Mike Lindell was not fucking. No, 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 no. It's not that he's not fucking. He's clearly fucking. Mm-hmm. Because and what do you he'll mean like by that? because he'll go and stay at a lady's place for days on a coke binge and then mm. like he gets into these relationships it's all it's like if you took the sex out of Bukowski it's like that <laughs> like and it, mm. it's just the drinking that, that's what this is but but there's there's always a woman around or he's staying with this woman and it's a crazy relationship anyway we'll, I mean we'll get you're... into that we'll, we'll microdose later <laughs> imagine if you're like probably really intense kind of crazy coked up boyfriend came to you and he's like i have a great business idea it's for a pillow that's the thing uh, <laughs> that's the thing is this was a crack idea <laughs> and he also he's believes like, was from god an, i'm gonna build an empire um of pillows and you said yeah sure babe that sounds incredible i mean many people said exactly that to him and you know what he didn't take no for an answer, and that's why he's CEO now. Actually, I don't know if that's they pushed why... him out or not. <laughs> what year did my pillow start? Let's check. Uh, also, Mike say... Lindell is a cancer. He's born June twenty eighth. Thought we had another Gemini on our hands. <laughs> he kind of seems like a Gemini, honestly. I'm gonna say, yeah, Mike, send me your send me your full birth chart, Mike. The thing is, he was still doing massive amounts of coke and crack when he was uh, running my pillow at the beginning. Not the beginning, for a lot of it. Uh, 2009. Yeah. But it started small. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, yeah, we'll talk about it. But yeah, that's that's the prologue. That's That should get you in and invest you in. I'm invested. Yeah. Oh, excuse me. It was 2004. And then in 2009... Um, they licensed it. 
Yeah, yeah, he had he had a yeah. lot of licensing problems. And he sure did. <laughs> He's got problems with the Better Business Bureau. He's just got problems everywhere. I don't know uh, the state that this company is in right now, but the behind-the-scenes he's giving us here, I believe that it is falling apart from inside right now. Right now? Yes, absolutely. Were you going to give your pillow review? Yeah, that's, that's what I'm... I've slept on this pillow now for what day is it? Okay, I've slept on it three days. Mm-hmm. Cumulatively, I've probably gotten... 14 hours of sleep in those three nights. This is the worst pillow I've ever slept on. And I'm looking at the box now and it says, guaranteed the most comfortable pillow you'll ever own! Exclamation mark. And he, there he is hugging it. This is a terrible pillow. It's so lumpy. So what's, what's the... Okay, so it's lumpy. It's lumpy? I mean, that's that's supposed to be the appeal. But the thing is, my head just slides down and kind of hangs on the corner of it. I can't sleep. <laughs> the The appeal is that it's lumpy? I think the lumps are supposed to do something. I don't know. Why is your head sliding off of the pillow? The lumps! The lumps! <laughs> Ma'am, the lumps. <laughs> it's, um, is it, okay, is so, it firm? Is it soft? It, it's, 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 it's kind of, it, to me, it seems like a pillow you've had a bit too long that started out nice and, nice and firm and plump and has just <laughs> been worn down over the years. So it's a used pillow. <laughs> I mean, it was deeply discounted at uh, Walmart for $10. $10? Yeah, $10. Which, inside, there's a, there's an advertisement for all the other MyPillow products, bathrobes, dog beds, Bible story, go anywhere, MyPillows. Um, but there <laughs> is the regular price on this pillow. What do you think the regular price is? Oh, it's it's at least forty nine ninety nine. Sixty nine ninety eight. Yeah, you're close. Sixty nine. Um, My with promo code only nineteen ninety eight. Limit of ten. <laughs> That's the other question I have. Why do people need so many pillows? Because in this book, okay, Joshua, Joshua, I'm gonna stop you because I like I just really want people to know that you're very cool. And please just don't admit that you have like one pillow. Please, I, please, I please, don't please, have please. I have more than one pillow. Yeah, he has one. He has a my pillow. I Taylor, are you a pillow person? Do you I absolutely, have how many oh. pillows do you have? Um, on we, my bed. Okay, so I'm a little picky. So on my please, bed, do you have decorative pillows on your yeah, bed? Yeah, are you a decorative I pillow person? That's a different kind of pillow person. No, 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 no. Please don't tell me what I'm about. <laughs> um, <laughs> not about that. One. I don't have decorative pillows on my bed. Um, just because. I, they just never look right, and Margot just like ends up flattening them. But I do have four different, like I have four pillows, like on my bed. Four pillows like, is acceptable. Thank you. Um, but then I, but I do have a bunch of decorative pillows, like throw pillows on my couch. But I'm very picky about my pillows, and um, it's it's ridiculous, is what it is. But yeah, I pay a lot of money for pillows because. Listen, I have to have a good night's sleep, or I am not a nice person to be around. This so I get so be- frustrated when I go to hotels and they don't have the full size pillows. It was little short ones, and it makes me angry. I have two this pillows. This would be a perfect time for us to launch into an ad for my pillow, Mike. If you're listening, we could say, type in promo code hoot and get ten dollars off your next order, my pillow. But you just gave the pillow a bad review. <laughs> I did. Yeah. But here's the thing. We at Hoot and Holler, we're not afraid to take people's money and then give them a bad review. <laughs> Mike would give us a bad review if he listened. So fair is fair. Uh, yeah. I, that, uh, that, I, th- I think that's safe to say. Yeah. This says it's made with something called neutral foam. Yeah, that's his thing. Are those the lumps? They're the lumps. It's made from shredded polyurethane foam. So, yeah, I mean, that is going to be... Here's the thing. You're just never going to be a good down, like, feather pillow. Well, he did. That was the thing, is he made these this way, and that is what beat it and made it the most comfortable pillow ever. So when people would buy one, they would come back the next day and say, I need 10 more. And my question is, why do they need so many pillows? 
I mean, yeah, I, I mean, unless unless you have like a family, I do not. Of you know, like <laughs> several, like you know, maybe like five or six kids plus two parents. Then yeah, maybe you, you need to buy ten pillows at once. But I just I don't think for you know the average my pillow elderly viewer, I don't know if they're going to need ten pillows at once. I have to give my pillow uh, preferences. Yes, please. I have two pillows. and So is that on the whole bed for both of you or just two for you? My my pillows, two. Okay. <laughs> okay. And um, they have to be the flattest possible pillows. Like I have to, it's basically like sleeping on a sheet. They have to be paper thin. You can't see it. My eyes twitching. <laughs> and that's why in the middle distance. When I go to hotels, I'm bothered because those pillows are like four feet fucking thick. <laughs> I can't sleep on that. My neck is is basically at a ninety degree angle sleeping on this. I can't sleep on this. I'm. You need Listen, something as long as you're comfortable, in between. That is, that's what matters. Um, <laughs> very, where do you buy very flat pillows at? You gotta flatten them. Yeah, one is. Do you want to? I will just start <laughs> buying pillows, and when they're flattened out, I will just give them to you. One, they're nice. One of my pillows is twelve years old and looks like several people oh God, have Harvey. died on it. My other pillow is from ikea and Mm -hmm. it was a it was sold to me as a flattened pillow like that's how it was produced or they were like hey we got a used pillow here (laughs) no on the label it said flat pillow okay i don't see any flat pillows on the my pillow order form i guess with their technology they wouldn't no, but every review that I'm reading so far basically says the my pillow fell flat, and then they people go literally during the review it was flat. So Harvey, so maybe hey, give you, Josh, you give Josh a pillow? few more nights. Yeah, <laughs> this might work perfect so, for you. Sounds like it might be the pillow for me. Yeah, I'm, take it. <laughs> I'm going flat pillow. Yeah, man. I, yeah, I knew you guys would be disturbed by my pillow preference, and that's why I wanted to tell you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean this in the nicest way, but I, I wouldn't have expected, you know, really anything else. Man, yeah, th- there are a, you have a lot of options. I just really thought they would. I just figured they would come pre-yellowed. <laughs> <laughs> it's a we're an entire community. <laughs> The flat pillow community. <laughs> okay, do you sleep? Okay, and I understand if you don't want to answer this on the podcast because people are weird. Do you sleep on your stomach? Or you? Yes. Oh, okay. That that makes more sense. Okay, okay. Yep, stomach sleeper. What? How do you sleep? Mm, I usually sleep on my side, like eagle <gasps> position. Hmm. Um, or I'll sleep on my back sometimes, but I have a deviated septum, so. That's miserable for everybody. Not that there's anybody in there with me, but it's just bad for me. <laughs> and Margo. Stomach, stomach or it's... side next to your second pillow pretending it's a person. <laughs> you know, I have... I, I have, mean, one of those anime have... body pillows, actually. A waifu. Yeah. <laughs> my pillow waifu. Give me a <laughs> luffy... fucking Michael and Dell. My Give me waifu. a my pillow luffy uh, body pillow. <laughs> I mean, we'll, we'll get started on it. I, I, we maybe get it for you for Christmas. I, we'll, we'll have to see okay, <laughs> what the yes. production times that, are right now. That's what I want—a luffy, a pillow of luffies. Okay, the only yeah. anime character I know. This is incredible. I, I, the flat pillows are a completely new concept for me. Well, I'm glad I could expand your mind. Yeah. Um, um, but also on the MyPillow website, you can find a travel pillow 
with uh, Mike Lindell holding an American flag on them. It's truly one of my favorite things in the world. I'm actually surprised looking at this brochure. There's no patriotism here. Nothing. What? There's no flags. There's no. I don't know. Damn. There's a nativity scene, though. On the pillow? Yeah. Well, on the pillowcase. Sick. You can get a nosebleed on baby Jesus. (laughs) It's what I've always wanted. Well, that's all the microdosing I have. That's all the microdosing you have? Okay. Thank you. Yes, yeah. These are micro. micro. For tonight. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Mike, Mike will return. I mean, we're leaving him about to be macheted to death, about to be beheaded <laughs> in the streets of Mexico with flecks of coke in his nose. And this is simply the prologue. Yeah. He's a storyteller. Yeah, teller. that's the fucking prologue. I well, got, because this will be a shock to everybody listening, but I am a little high. When you were telling me you were writing, reading the preface, I got that confused with the intro that Ben Carson wrote, and so I thought Ben Carson was writing this intro. I was like, "What?" <laughs> ben Ben Carson also has knife stories, though, so it could have been. He doesn't have machete stories, though, because Honestly, I don't think Ben Carson's a liar. <laughs> I do think Mike Lindell is. I think yeah, I heard. Uh, I think Ben Carson told that knife story at the CFO symposium. Oh my oh, god! I he think definitely he did. did. Yeah. Yeah. Here, Joshua, I'm going to send you this Mike Lindell patriotic pillow. Oh, you mean a picture of it? You're not going to mail me one? Listen, maybe. We'll see. Find it. I want a Mike Lindell waifu. Waifu? Am I saying it? <laughs> yes, I don't are. know. It's, it's beautiful. <laughs> All right. Well, if we're gonna microdose, I think we should truly, actually, microdose. Let's close it down for the let's close it down for the evening, y'all. Um, thank you, everybody, for listening uh, to this week's episode. Um, as always, um, if you want to follow us, um, we are on all the socials at Hoot and Holler Pod. Uh, I don't know what Josh is at on True Social. You can DM him. Um, I'm uh, Maga Josh Two. Maga <laughs> Josh Two. So, yeah, you were so close. I'm so close. <laughs> We would really appreciate it if uh, you would check out our Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash shoot and holler pond. If you want to support us materially, Uh, we have a ton of bonus episodes, uh, some random playlists. We get a little fun on those episodes too. Um, Thank you guys so much for coming through. We'll catch you next week. If you would like hoot and holler, hoop, Jesus, hoot and holler pillowcases, let (gasps) us know if that's something you would buy. Okay. Sound off. Sound off in the comments. Bye. Bye.